0: You're listening to the Adult and Teen Challenge of the Upper Cumberland Podcast. Now, your weekly message from Pastor Tim McLaughlin. Praise God. It's so good to be with you today. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. I hope everything is going well and hope that you had a great 4th of July. I want to speak with you today. If you have your Bibles, if you have access to to the Word of God, go to Philippians 1. Verse 29, Philippians 1, verse 29. If you're driving down the road, keep your hands on the wheel and your eyes on the road, and, and I'll read this to you. Philippians 1, verse 29. says, For to you it has been granted, on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in Him, but also to suffer for His sake. Now, I think about this in, in light of 4th uh, of July, and we just celebrated Uh, uh, our birthday as a nation. And I think about what the Word of God says, that that it's been granted on our behalf to suffer for Christ. But first, we must believe in Him, in His suffering, in Jesus' shed blood, the fact that He died, He rose again, He ascended into heaven for the purpose of setting us free from the wages of sin and death. When we believe, when we confess, when we repent and make him Lord of all, we receive the gift of freedom, and yet still, he says, we are granted his suffering. This makes me think, and and I ask myself two questions. First, how does the blood of Jesus shed over 2,000 years still give freedom to us today and secondly why if we have made the decision to follow him will we still suffer for his namesake if he died for us why should we still suffer so let me answer the second question first philippians 129 says it has been granted now when i think of granted uh it sounds like a gift something that has been granted to you and it is the gift of suffering for Him is a gift. 2 Timothy 3.12 says, Yes, and all who deserve to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. All who desire, when we desire to make Jesus Christ Lord of our life, when we desire to not live according to the standard of this world, when we desire to make our lives uh, uh, pleasing to His sight, we're going to suffer persecution. The, the, the people of this world, the things of this world, the standard of this world uh, is not pleasing to God. And so uh, those that crucified the Messiah, Christ, 2,000 years ago, that same spirit is still in the world today and is even growing. And so those of us who who are serving the Lord today will suffer persecution for His namesake. Just as Jesus suffered for us, those who surrender to Him will also suffer to help others being mocked for your faith in Christ by a world in which we don't belong. I think about young people that are involved with FCA people that are in youth groups, those that work in factories, or, or people that gossip, cuss, and do other things, and yet we, we choose to live for Jesus. When, 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 you live, when you work in a factory, when everybody's cussing and screaming and hollering and gossiping, and you're trying to live the, the righteous life, people are going to mock you. If you're a student involved in a youth group or you're at FCA and, and, and you're in school and you're wanting to do the right thing, most of those in our public schools today are going to mock you for doing the right thing. 1 John 4, 4 says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. I think about those who are on the mission field and martyrs, those that have died for the cause of Christ, people that travel to foreign lands, that are away from their family and friends for long periods of time, and some that may never return because they are killed for their faith. Romans chapter 8 verse 18 says, For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Must we all suffer for Christ? Maybe not, but would you be ready to? Maybe you don't have to suffer for Christ. Maybe that's not God's plan. Maybe maybe you live in an environment and and uh, you're always around Christian people and and you serve in a ministry, your family are Christians and and you know maybe you're just one of those people and you say, "Listen, I've never had to suffer for Christ." Well, praise God. But for those that live in the world, those that work in the world, those that that have to be around worldly people and and yet standing strong for your faith, are you willing to suffer for the cause of Christ? So this leads me to question number one. The blood of Jesus shed in his suffering over 2,000 years ago has made us free and it is still powerful today. To free us from sin, to free us from sickness, to free us from bondage. How does his suffering 2,000 years ago still make us free today? Well, think of it this way. Again, as we as we celebrate our independence as a nation, our freedom as a nation. Over 30,000 men and women died either in battle or of disease as a result of the Revolutionary War that was fought to give us this land where we became free from the British tyranny and we were able to worship the Lord Jesus Christ in a a place of freedom. In, in churches all around this nation Several years ago, I got to take my children, and we went to uh, Yorktown, Jamestown, Williamsburg, and we got to visit the historic triangle. And as I studied the history of our nation, I realized that as they landed here and they began to develop, the first place they built, before they built their own house, before they did anything else, the first place that they built on this new land was a house of worship. Worship. The second thing that they built on this new land was a house of worship for the Indians. Now, it's sad that they couldn't worship together in the same house, but the fact that they cared enough to build a place of worship for those in this new land that they were coming to. Before they built their own house, before they built up a a place for their their new leader or anything like that, it was a place of worship. Over 30,000 men and women died of either battle or disease during the Revolutionary War for the freedom that we still enjoy today. Over 620,000 people shed their blood and died in the Civil War to keep this nation together and to ultimately free those who were unjustly in slavery. Over 416,000 shed their blood in service to this nation during World War II to free this nation and other nations from Hitler's quest to rule the world and also to save a Jewish race from destruction. six hundred 416,000 men and women died to keep a, a evil ruler from ruling the world and destroying a race. Millions have died for the freedom of this nation over the last 243 years so that we can have the freedom that we enjoy today. But does the blood of these soldiers give us freedom from sin, sickness, and bondage? The answer is no. Millions have died for freedom in this nation, but their their death, their blood does not save us from our sin, from our sickness, from our bondage. Only the shed blood of Jesus can save us and give us such freedom. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, over 72,000 people died in the United States in 2017 due to drug overdose. That is more than the 60,000 plus that died during the Korean War. According to the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention, over 47,000 people died from suicide in 2017. That is more than the 23,000 plus that have died in the war in Afghanistan. According to the Market Watch in the United States, there were over 47,000 shootings in 2018. This is a comparison to the 58,000 plus that died during the Vietnam conflict. We could look at the numbers of police officers, firefighters, those killed in action, those first responders that gave their life to serve and to protect us. But their blood and their suffering cannot save us from our sin. As we celebrate our freedom in this nation, we need to honor and remember the fallen. We need to remember the soldier and the first responder, the innocent that have suffered and died so that we can live a life as we know it in this nation, free from tyranny understanding for the last 243 years many have given their life for the freedom that we enjoy but above all we need to worship the king of kings and the lord of lords because of his the purpose that he died and he suffered to give us freedom freedom that can only be found in the precious blood of jesus over two thousand years ago the blood of jesus was shed and today, it is still as powerful as the day that it ran down the cross. It is still as powerful as when he was on the whipping post and took his stripes for our behalf. The blood of Jesus is still as powerful today as it was over 2,000 years ago. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16-18 through 18 says, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet our inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is for a moment, is working for us, far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Brave, devoted, and heroic men and women have died to give us freedom that is temporal But still, we are losing many to drugs, alcohol, suicide, and murder. And their their eternity can only be decided in their decision for Christ. True freedom, eternal freedom, can only be found in the shed blood of Jesus. I want to talk to you real quickly about the power and the purpose behind the shed blood of Jesus. Number one. The blood of Jesus freed us from our sin. 1 John 1, 7 says, But if we walk in the light, He is in the light. We have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Cleanses us. It didn't cover up something. It didn't mask it. It completely cleansed it and wiped it away. The blood of Jesus completely frees us and cleanses us from all sin, if we would just call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 1 says, There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. When when we confess Jesus Christ as Lord, when we receive the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all sin, we are no longer under condemnation, because we no longer walk in the flesh, but we walk in the Spirit. The blood of Jesus frees us, from our sin. Number two, the blood of Jesus frees us from our sickness. First Peter 2:4 says, First Peter 2 24 rather says, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sins might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. We were already healed. Over two thousand years ago, when Jesus was tied to the whipping post. We received our healing on that day. Today, we just must claim it and believe that it's so. Acts chapter 4, verse 29 and 30. Acts chapter 4, verse 29 and 30 says, Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servant that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders would be done through the name of your holy servant. Jesus. Signs and wonders were done when the church was started through the apostles, and those signs and wonders are still at work today through the blood of Jesus and his power. Number three, the purpose for the shed blood of Jesus is that it frees us from our bondage. Galatians 5 1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. We have been given the opportunity and the liberty to be made free from the bondage that holds us through the shed blood of Jesus. And we can only be entangled again to that bondage if we turn our backs on Jesus Christ and turn away from Him. As the executive director of Adult and Teen Challenge at Upper Cumberland, it grieves my heart to see some of those that have graduated from this awesome uh, discipleship program called Teen Challenge that has been around for over 60 years and to see some of those that unfortunately will turn back to the bondage of, of drugs and alcohol. And the reality is this, when they graduate the program, they're no longer drug addicts or alcoholics, but what happens is they get back out in the world and they turn their back on Christ Jesus. I've heard people say that is harsh. I've heard people say, you don't understand. Listen, I spent 20 years struggling with addiction, but whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Jesus set me free. The blood of Jesus cleansed me from all sickness, all sin, and all bondage we need to stay true to his word and continue to follow him. Colossians 2 chapter thir- uh, Colossians chapter 2 verses 13 and 14 says and you being dead in your trespasses and uncircumcised in your flesh has been made alive together with him having forgiven all your trespasses having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us which was contrary to us And He has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Jesus took our trespasses. He took all of our bondage. He has forgiven us of our trespasses and He has nailed it to the cross. The only way that we get it back is if we choose to walk away. As we have just celebrated the 4th of July, as we have just celebrated our 243rd year as a, as a free nation, an independent nation, I pray that each one of us remember the purpose for the lives that we're given for our freedom as a nation. But even that freedom, we're still seeing people die daily because they are still in sin, sickness, and in bondage. We need to acknowledge, we need to proclaim the purpose of the shed blood of Jesus. that that we can receive true freedom. Those that are in sin, those that we work with that do not know Jesus Christ, those that are in sickness, that are dying and they don't have faith, those that are in bondage to drugs, alcohol, and other life-controlling issues that don't know how to find freedom, we know the answer and His name is Jesus. I challenge you this morning, preach the purpose of the shed blood of Jesus. That is true freedom. As I said earlier, John 8, 36 says, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I'll leave you with this. Jeremiah 17:14 says, Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for you are my praise. Let us praise God today for the freedom that we enjoy, but let us never forget the purpose for the cross of Christ. In the shed blood of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to proclaim your word. I thank you for the technology that we have, Lord, to be able to proclaim this gospel and send it out over the airways that those that are listening this morning through podcast or whatever it may be that they're listening to, Lord, that it would speak to their hearts. And Lord, just by chance, if there's someone that heard this message, Father God, and they don't know you as Lord and Savior, I pray that today is the day of salvation. If you're listening to this word and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you're listening to this word and you're struggling today with sickness, you're struggling with sin, you're struggling with the bondage of addiction, call us today. We want to pray for you and tell you how you can find hope and freedom today. 888-688-0470. Father God, I pray bless the listener today. Go with them and keep them safe and protected. And Father, we'll never fail to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for it. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to know more about this ministry or consider supporting, visit us at teenchallengeuc.org.